You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we are in the season like we began to talk last Sunday about the power of God and the greatness and the majesty of God. But we realize that for us, what should actually turn our heads over is the love of God. That this God, as powerful as he is, you know, would love us. You know, would love us. It's mind-boggling. I don't know if you meditated upon it, but the more I think about it, it doesn't make sense. Because you see, power, when you have power, you don't need to love. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says, it says the rich man answereth what? Roughly. You don't have to say, please, may I? Say, come on, bring it here. You paid for it, isn't it? You have power. So God didn't have to. He didn't have to come the way he did. He, di- he didn't have to deal with us the way he did. Like we mentioned also on Sunday, he said to Moses at a point, he said, Moses, stand aside. Let me wipe these people out. When I'm done wiping them out, I will raise for myself a new people. But you see, his love is so much, is so overwhelming, that even in our salvation, we could see the way it was. It wasn't a salvation that came high-handedly. The Bible says the world was made through him. And then he came to the same world he made. It doesn't happen like that. Praise the Lord. He came down. Paul writing to us in the book of Philippians said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine it? Being in the form of God, equal with God, did not consider it something to be held onto. But he took all of it off, came down, made himself of no reputation, was born in this season that we are celebrating, was born to a carpenter's wife. Praise the Lord. You were going to visit a country, a place that you had not visited before to help them. Maybe a medical missionary or somebody, you know, a teacher, a lecturer. And they said, who do you want to receive you? How many would choose a carpenter? Let the carpenter come and be the one to receive me. Nobody will do that. But you see, he was demonstrating to us his love. And that's why the Bible says to us in John 3, 16. You know, very key verse. I believe every believer knows it. It says, for God so loved the world. Particular in that statement is that word so. For God loved the world is a marvelous statement. Praise the Lord. It's a marvelous statement. And creating the world because he's a God that has no need is even an expression of his love. But when you add the word so, the word so brings a dimension that is, in English, they taught us uncountable nouns. It means it's immeasurable. So, how many of us have seen the Pigeon English translation of the Bible? It says, it reads that verse, For God loved the world, so te... I think it captures it. That's so te... <laughs> no limit. Praise the Lord. That is the extent of the love he has for you and I. So he loved the world so much, so much. That to redeem us, to redeem me, to redeem you, to redeem all of us, what was the way out? He says, he gave his only begotten son. Praise the Lord. 
Some of us, we love, but when it demands some prizes of us, we would not, we'll say we've done enough. But we see our God demonstrating his love. Like the Bible also says to us, it says God commended or demonstrated his love to us. That while we are yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. And he went on to say that for a good man, one could even dare to die. For something that makes sense, one could dare to die. But he says, the wonder of the love that God has for you and I is the wonder that while we were yet sinners, praise the Lord, while we were yet sinners. Now, the sinner, the sinner, who is the sinner? The sinner is somebody who is rebelling against God. Praise the Lord. The sinner is the person rebelling against God. So while we're rebelling against God, while we're in enmity towards him, while we're blasphemous, while we're saying all kinds of things against him, God did what? God sent his son to die for us. What manner of love? Praise the Lord. What manner of love? That's what this season is about. That's why everything changes. When we come to this season, just something happens. You know, as children, it happens. As you grow, it's still happening, but in different ways. Praise the Lord. So, the love of God is something that, you know, we're to speak for it or about it and discuss it and think on it for the rest of the years coming, you know, time and time. We could never. Maybe that's part of the things that wows the 24 elders in eternity. Maybe that's why they just keep bowing as they comprehend how much God loves us. Praise the Lord. Now, as that is, we now have a scripture in 1 John 4, 11. You can look at it, please, in your Bible or if it's on the screen, we'll read it. 1 John 4, 11 says something now. It takes a statement from the other one. It says, beloved, let's read it together. Beloved, if God so loved us, what should happen? It said, we also ought to love one another. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. You see that? That's a tall, tall challenge. You know, for many of us who have been, you know, Christians for a while and um, have been serious, you know, taking God seriously. This is one of the areas that when you see, it helps you begin to understand when the Bible says, if anyone says he had no sin. He's a liar. Because this scripture alone, until your last, well, let me not talk about you. Some of you may have arrived. Until my last breath, I don't think I can be able to love the way God loved me. It's an area where we will keep doing well, pressing forward. No wonder the Apostle Paul could say, I forget the things which are behind. You know what is behind for him? Stripes, shipwrecks, all of that. And he's still saying he's still pressing forward to attain. Because when you compare the love God has for you and I, the demonstration of his love, and you see that we're expected to follow, you know that we haven't started. Praise the Lord. We haven't really started. We haven't even scratched the surface. So the Bible says here, God so loved us, and it places upon you and I a responsibility. And that responsibility is that word, we ought to love one another. Praise the Lord. Many of us come from families and, you know, we have some of us, our parents are still there. Some of us are siblings. Some of us, even grandparents and all of that. 
And you know how much easier it is to love your immediate family. But this scripture is not talking about your immediate family. It's talking about which family? The family of God. The family of God's people. The people that God loves. And I don't know about you, but there are a few challenges with this particular statement. It's not easy to love people. At least there are some people you love, am I right? But it's not everybody you love, isn't it? Does the Bible say we should love some people? Eh? Respond now. If you're not answering, I presume that you've already passed the so no need. So you love some people, but you don't love some people. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But God loved how many people? God loves everybody. And they say we should love like who? Like God. So it means that Pastor Nat told us on Wednesday, reminded us on Wednesday, that if God said be perfect, it would be blasphemous for us to say it's impossible to be perfect. Did you know that? Have you ever thought about that? You know some people teach the word of God and they say don't mind what God is saying. That's the, the implication. They say this holy thing, don't mind it. And some of them will go and quote the statements that um, backsliding uh, Solomon made. Where he says, do not be too righteous. The man was falling away. He told you the conclusion of the matter. What did he say after? After he, you know, blabbed and blabbed and blabbed. He said, this is the conclusion of the matter. What? Fear God. And, and all the things he said, vanity. If you can find something there, good for you. That's what he was saying. So, but some people got to hold on to it. So, God says, be perfect. He says, be holy. If he says it, it's possible. Somebody say, Amen. Somebody say it's possible for me. Yes, God said it. I believe it. And what? It's not only when they say you get a car that you believe it. When God says be holy, believe it too. Praise the Lord somebody. Okay. So he says we should love as he loves. Now the problem which anybody who meditates on this and tries to do is going to find out is that our image, our concept of love it has to be, you know, transformed to what God means when he says he loves. When I say I love somebody, or when a person, a man, a woman says he loves somebody, what the person is saying is, I like you. I like A, B, C, D, E, F, G about you, isn't it? The people you love, there are reasons. I love you because, praise the Lord. I love you because I love you for these reasons. I love you because you make me, you give me children. Why do you love your parents? They provide for me. They do this for me. Parent, why do you love your child? Because she does this or he does this. Why do you love your friend? He's always there for me. You know, so we see, we use the word wrongly. We actually say we like. We actually saying this person is beneficial to me. So you say, I love that singer. is because you enjoy the songs that the singer produces. Praise the Lord. Now, that word is actually like. So we should actually say, I like you. But you feel like is light. So you use love to put weight to it. Let me show you what love, the only basis you can use love. And we'll come back. In Deuteronomy 7... Deuteronomy chapter 7 from verse 6. From verse 6, 
It says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Seven says, let's read seven together. I believe it's on the screen. Let's read it together. It said, the Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you because. Stop there. Stop there. Stop there. The Lord did not what? set his love on you, nor choose you because. When you use the word love, you must be careful of the because. Because the because can make it not to be love. Praise the Lord. Is this complex? Okay, let's continue. He said, because what? God didn't do that because you were more in number. You can give us message translation. I think he says because God didn't love her. God wasn't attracted to you and didn't choose you because you were big and important. He says, the fact is this. There was what? Almost nothing to you. Now, help me look at your neighbor and say, you need no reason to love me. When we get this point, it begins to help us to see that we can love everybody. Now, one thing you're going to find from this, if it sinks into you, is that love is no longer dependent on the other party. Let's continue. Verse 8, we'll see something there. Let's go back to uh, New King James. New King James says, But because the Lord what? This is like the man who said to the teacher, or rather the teacher who said to the student, I can't remember exactly how it went, I hope I do. He said, make a statement with three. He said, the teacher said, make a statement with three. Isn't it a statement? So he says, this is why God loves you. Because nothing. The Lord did not love you because you were anything. So we're waiting. Why did you not love us? He said, because he loves you. Are you seeing something there? No reason. No reason. Or better still, the reason he's loving you is a reason that is internal to him. God loves us because God is what? Love. So when you and I want to get to where the word of God is saying to us, if God so loved us, then we ought to also what? Love one another then we should not be looking at the parties we are to love. Who should we be looking at? We should be looking at ourselves. Let, let me say this in passing because they occur to me now in case I don't say it. How many of us have had people you're, you're really not very happy with? And then, you know, they die. If you're normal, what happens? You feel for them, isn't it? No. I'm going somewhere. What happens is this. As long as a person is in a place where he has self-interest, you resist some things about him. But you see, when the person can do you no harm, and also can even do you no good, you find out it's easier to love him. That's why people that are far, it's easier to love them. Let me tell you something again in passing. Some time ago, I can't remember, but many years ago, it must have been many years ago. The Lord said to me, when you, you go to stand before my people to speak, he said, don't worry about the number of people that are coming to listen. He said, because when, how many of us know Watchman Nee and all these people we name? He said, when they were ministering, in their own time, who knows how many people were listening to them? 
if Jesus tarries, some things you said in Get Connected or Kingdom Keys might be what they'll be publishing over 2 million viewers. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You see, we must begin to look at it the way God says it. Now, he says, I love you because I love you. It means he's loving me not because of anything in me. He's loving me because of who he is. Now, the challenge for me, if I'm going to come up to that, is that I must get myself to where what I become love. And then I'm able to love in spite of what is happening. That's why you, you look at the saints, you look at our Lord Jesus, first setting the example, and you look at the people who really knew him. Okay, you take Stephen for instance now. That's Tony Stephen. What did Stephen say? He said, Father, what? Forgive them for they don't know. Stephen was Stephen even though Stephen was being stoned. If persecution makes you change who you are, that's why you see a lot of people in our time now. When the troubles and trials and the afflictions and the travails of our time come upon, you see them curse. You know why they can curse? Because there's curse inside of them. If nothing is inside of you, no matter how you beat a sheep, will it go back and attack you with it? You know what? That is who it is. Nothing else can come out of it. Praise the Lord. So, for the child of God, for the believer, the word of God is saying to you and I, we are to love. And love without what? Looking for reasons. We should love because we are children of the God who is what? Love. Or better still. Better still. Making it easier now. I started from the more difficult. Or better still. That statement says, brethren, if God so what? Loved us. Then what? We also what? So another way we can get it and it works for us. Because you see, you read the word of God. If you really want to do it, you ask questions. Many years ago, we did a series here. We did about a month plus on love. You remember? And what happened was that as I read the word of God, I saw that the demand to love is too strong and it's not negotiable. There are some very strong statements on love in the Bible that you can't get away from. And if we had ministries now, you know, if we had ministries, well, maybe that's what they're saying to you and I, I don't know. But if we had ministries who focused on love the way God focused on it in his word, we'll not be knowing ministries by fire or ministries by prosperity. We'll be knowing them by love. You know what? It's too important. The Bible says something. It says, how do you know you are passed from death to life? He said, when you love your brother. It means that you can be sure you're going to heaven. In fact, one translation says, puts it this way. It says, you know that you're no longer going to hell when you have love for the brethren. That's too strong. It means if I don't have love for the brethren, I'm not sure. Another one is John that is writing all this. John says, anyone who hates his brother, what did he call him? He says, a murderer. You're not an armed robber. You're not a kidnapper. You don't do foreigner. He says, if you hate your brother, you say you're a murderer. Another place, he says the same thing. Anybody who does not have love for his brother, he says, abides in darkness. The same love. Then, ask, ask us, I need to get it right here. I need to get it right. It's not seven steps. Praise the Lord. So the second way we look at it, very important and helpful, is that the statement says, if God so, if God so loved me, then what? I 
ought to what? Love my brother. Now, what that means is this. Is that God expects me to walk in this thing in this way. He says, now you and I, we started by confessing. It's not easy for us, right? Okay, please, sir, can you come from that side? Please, can you come from this side? Okay, just stand here. So, you know, you're a, I'm pleased with you. You are God now. Okay. So, this is me standing here. And this is my neighbor. This is God. Okay. Um, what is it now? Okay. What is love now? What can you? That thing is too small. Can you carry that thing? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's let, let just carry it like it's heavy. Uh-huh. Now, the Bible is saying, brethren, if God so what? We us also what? Now, if God now, come. He gives me this thing. Now, uh, sorry, sorry, just wait a minute. As I'm standing, do I have anything to give her? Can I love her? Can I give her anything? Because what? I don't have. I don't have. You can't give what you don't have. Praise the Lord. But all of a sudden, I receive, I receive the love of God. And it's so wonderful. Praise the Lord. And I'm rejoicing over it. And I'm celebrating over it. And it's blessing me. Now, now, now. How difficult should it be for me to now share this love with her? Is it very difficult? Why? Simple. I have what? Received. If I have received, then what? Transmitting it should not be what? So, sister. Kilonfa. Uh, uh-huh. So, if I received what? Then giving it to her should not be a difficult body. So, we see something here. Thank you, Sazamaz. You may see them. We see something very important here. That when we struggle with transmitting, we should not quarrel with her. We should go and investigate this side. What is happening with my receiving? Anyone, is it, have you found yourself in seasons easily agitated? Easily provoked? Everything is just getting on your nerves. It's not the people. It's not the people. It's not the people. You have a problem from the receiving side. Because when you receive, sir, you will transmit. It's automatic. It's automatic. When you receive, Abba, you will do what? When we struggle with receiving, the enemy does not allow us to turn our eyes to where the problem is. Or rather, when we struggle with giving, it makes us think they're unlovable. He's difficult. My husband is this. My wife is this. My boss is this. My colleague is this. Brethren, I don't know, but I love Joseph. I don't know what it was that Joseph had, but every environment he found himself in, he was excellent. You know what that means? It meant that Joseph was constant K in any environment. That is the call of the believer. We are called to be what? In a state of constancy. And it's not possible for men. This thing is only possible for what? For spiritual people. It's possible for spiritual people. A simple illustration a man goes to work a businessman goes to work and you know there's a contract he's pursuing and um, the day before it was to be signed and all of that and he gets to office that day and for some reason the job is given to another person and it's a lot of money 1.7 billion naira contract if the man comes back to the house that's when he will notice that the gate man when he was opening the gate the gate was shaking can't you open that gate normally? He drives into the house. The child runs to hug him. He said, I've told you, whenever you want to greet me, wash your hands. He turns, everything will have an issue. 
The problem is not those people. The problem is what? The contract that he lost. So he's coming empty. And everything will do what? Aggravate him. But in his mind, the enemy tells him, you're justified. That's when he'll come in. The wife will greet him. He will notice that something is wrong. Everything will be wrong. But the same man wins the contract and comes out and he get man. He's looking for, he's beeping the horn and the get man went to buy, uh, went to buy bread. The man comes back after five minutes. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, don't worry. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, don't kill me. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, don't worry. He even gives the man a tip. What has changed? Is it the man's action? What has changed is what the man has received. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I receive your love. I receive your love. That's what it is. It's a problem. So, so we struggle because we don't understand the way it should function. It's the same thing with forgiveness. Look at our Lord's prayer. What did our Lord Jesus teach us to pray? He said we should pray in this manner. Forgive us one, our dead, as we do one. So he said it's a transmission. You and I are never the beginning and the end. We're always to be in the middle. And that's why in the parable of the debtors, where our Lord Jesus Christ told us, the problem he had was the man that was forgiven so much. What are you going to hold your brother for? For the little he was on you. When you were forgiven so much. That's why they had to send him to hell. Praise the Lord people of God. So we as believers are recipients of love that is unexplainable, unquantifiable. A love that, you know, today, tomorrow, we could never search the depths, you know, the width, the breadth. We could never. Now, what it means is this. God is saying to you and I. We need to spread this love. Another reason why it is difficult for us, this is the third one now, to transmit that love is that we don't cherish it. You see, free things, anything that is free, whether it's gifts or cancer, advice, anything free, is most times not fully appreciated or not fully applied. Let me use the word applied. Unearned benefits. Mm. I know it's, it's an entitled. Once you come here, you get this. Most times they're not, they're despised. They're undervalued. It's just the way human beings are. Do you know that if the way to heaven were a 10 steps, when people are born, they're told while you live on earth, you need to achieve these 10 steps. Do you know that more people will strive to go to heaven? But you see, when you make the condition of going to heaven, that unless you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and confess him as your Lord and ask him all of that. You see, it's too free. Praise the Lord. It's too free. I mean, uh, what should I do? That's why you see people, you know, they will go to the ends of the earth. They will do philanthropy. They will do all kinds of things. They will become that. They will add that title. They want to achieve something. They want to look back and say, I did what? Something. The problem with that, because the, the Spirit of God said, the problem with that is that heaven eh, is too high. It's like us coming here saying, who is the tallest person here? Uh, David. David, please stand up. David now. Goliath. I don't want to call you Goliath. You're David. That's the name I tell. He's so tall. Stand up, please. He's at least a head and shoulders taller than everybody here. Be? Now, as much as who is the shortest there? Somebody offer yourself, you're not the shortest, you're the... 
Dan, eh? Why people calling Dan? Okay, please, please, please. David, come. Okay, whoever comes will be the David. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> no, you're too tall for David. No, no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. God bless you. Ah, innocent, take time. You're not innocent in this. You should have come out. Praise the Lord. Let's come to the middle. <laughs> okay, now, this is what the Spirit of God explained to me. Now, as much taller. As, <laughs> praise God. As much taller as my David is more than my Goliath. Eh? I need somebody to reach this roof to be saved. I have a test for them. Anybody who can jump and touch this roof, I will give one million naira. He's much taller than him. Can he win it? That is what works are. The best of the works of men cannot get them to the standard of God. So you might be better than somebody. That better has not gotten you there. That's what people miss when they do, you know, do all kinds of good works. And miss, but there is a name. When you trust in that name, what happens is that that name will not from here. It will come from above and do what? Grab you and pull you up to that standard. So in that case, this man now might get there where? Before him. Why? Because it's not by power, nor by might. For by grace are we saved, not of works. It is not of yourselves. Lest what? Can he boast? If he gets there, can he boast? Can he say, because I was five inches taller? He still can boast. That is what it is. You see, salvation is gift. And men have problems with it. Thank you, sirs. Please, let's clap for them. You come to church, you become a Christian, then everybody becomes brother. That's why people love titles a lot. After they come to church for a while, I can't be brother. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In fact, I give you license, call me brother. You, can, you come to church after, you want a title because how about, you can't... Uh, Brother Sue, Brother Jim, Brother John, Brother, you know, brother, everybody, Brother. Ah, ah, ah. I'm a titled man in this church. Do you understand? Now, what am I saying? The love of God is free. Because it is free, people don't celebrate it. People don't cherish it. People don't advertise it. You've never gone to anybody's office and see him frame something, say, oxygen. Thank God for oxygen. You know why? It's free. But if you go to people's offices, you see them frame, best this, honors list, whatever, whatever. You know what? It's their attainment. But all of that attainment without the mercy of God. Have you seen anybody putting a frame saying, I thank God for a sound mind. But they will put a frame and say they made first class and they won this award. Without a sound mind, can anybody win an award? But the problem is that sound mind, they didn't work for it. So people like to celebrate what they worked for. Because in every human being is pride. And when it is God alone that did it, where is the boasting? And that's what makes the man David so different. David never boasted in what he did. David realized that his life was the measure of God. So even when he killed a lion, you know, I don't want to digress at all. But when he killed a lion, it's very likely his brothers didn't know. Because if you knew your younger brother killed a lion, when you see Goliath, you go and call him. (laughs) 
Your brother killed lion and killed bear. And then Goliath is making noise. You say, wait, let me call my younger brother. I just want to respect myself. Let me bring the younger one. I don't want to kill you too much. <laughs> my own will be an overkill. So because we don't, because it's free, sorry. We don't cherish it. And because we don't cherish it, we are also not able to transmit it. Because we don't cherish it. Because we don't value it. You know, I've lived a while, so I've been amongst the very rich and the very poor. If you fly, which I do most times, economy. People in economy, most times they don't greet themselves. So. Shift, shift. You see them struggling to put box. That struggle, everybody, move, move. I've traveled business class. In business class, everybody is nice to the other. Hello, how are you? How's your day been? They sit there. You know why? Ah, this now, we're big men, they... You know, we paid extra. We are, not, we are not with the multitude. So everybody there is greeting the other. Because it's distinguished. Now the problem we have with love, we're still talking about loving one another as God loved us, isn't it? Is that we don't cherish what we have in Christianity. Because it's too common. So that's why after service, some people will run away. What is there to meet? Meeting with Rivers. I mean... Uh, People just want to get away because, ah, what is there? But if this were a meeting of VVIPs, that's the new one, Abby. VVIPs. This is a meeting of VVIPs from all over the world. At the end of the meeting, nobody will go. You'll be walking up to people say, hi, how are you? I came in from Angola. Where did you come in from? I came in from... Because you're feeling that, here, yeah, special people, they here. But child of God, the value of a product... It's not necessarily what you're paying for it. It is what somebody else is willing to pay for it. God so loved your brother. That brother you're despising. That brother that is a layman. That brother that is an artisan. That brother that is a painter. That brother that is a mechanic. That brother that is whatever. God so loved him that he said, rather than this brother of yours die, I will give my life for him. If you don't value him, who is the fool here? I've said it here before. Listen, many of us in this church, if someone gave you a gift of raw diamond, you will insult him. Christmas, you don't find anything to give me. You didn't even find ordinary Richard card. You're giving me stone. What am I doing with this rock? A problem of identification. Because raw diamond doesn't glitter. It's just a piece of metal. The same way your fellow believer is like a raw diamond. Until you find out from God the value that he placed in them. Or by revelation, you know, that's why it says, if God so loved us. The Bible went so forth to say that we should even be willing to lay down our lives for our brethren. Who would lay down his life for something that is worthless? It is because God is saying, I have invested in that. I give a simple illustration again with properties. Many of us in Abuja do properties. We understand properties. You have a piece of land, and this piece of land is being priced 3 million, 4 million. And you're hoping to get 4.5. You're waiting. All of a sudden, the next property buy it. American embassy buys it. Some of you already understand what is happening. Um, they say American embassy is building their, their whatever, you know, staff residence there. What happens to your property? If the person brings 4.5 million, all you say, is I'm not sure I'm selling what has happened? The land hasn't changed. But because a big organization, a big name is what? Side by side. Tell your neighbor, God is beside me. 
Better still, God one is inside of me. If you knew waiting I carry. Are you getting it now? If you knew what your neighbor were carrying, you will love him. You will love him. You will celebrate him. This is in essence what you see. And you see that the word of God, the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. You know, we started by saying how difficult it is. But you get this, you see it's not burdensome. Didn't our Lord Jesus Christ say, Whosoever shall give to any of this a cup of water in my name. What did he say? He said, you will not lose your reward. What's he saying? He said, when you give him a cup of water, you've connected to me. Whosoever will receive a prophet as a prophet. Who is a prophet? A prophet is a messenger of God. You receive him as someone sent. Now, the prophet is not the person standing behind the pulpit. Anybody God sends in your direction. Praise the Lord. Still the same thing about neighbor and all of that. It's communicating the same thing. Why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this so that in this season, we will know what God's heartbeat is. And we'll know, you know, the Bible talks about some things. Maybe on Wednesday we'll deal with that if the Holy Ghost allows us. Something that I was seeing recent. The Bible talks about filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Many of us are aware when we come to church, we are still dealing, we mentioned this a few Sundays ago, we are still dealing with sins of the flesh, where we are talking about stealing, adultery, you know, and robbers. And when we call them, we say, yes, sinners, sinners. But there is a problem of the spirit when we are not clearing the air so that the full manifestation of God can come upon us. This is part of it. Praise the Lord. Loving one another. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, I give you a new commandment. The commandment is not jump up and read the sky. No. He said, do what? He said, love one another as I have what? Loved you. He didn't say feel emotions for one another. He didn't say like one another. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 15, 17, it's a popular verse, but let's put it on the screen so we get it. It says here, it says, better is a dinner of herbs where love is, than what? A fatted calf with hatred. On Wednesday, Pastor Nat mentioned something here. That if we all got it right, or if we even got it better, you know that coming to church would be like going to heaven. How many of us have come into an environment where everybody loved them? Let me explain something to you. You know in Nigeria, most times, pastors will tell people, if you don't have money, don't go home. If you don't have money, don't travel home. You know we say that. But do you see people still go home on lorries, hanging on lorries? You see people going home with one-way money. How they'll come back, they don't know. Some are even ready to lose their jobs. Do you know why they go home? Let me tell you why. Home is where they are loved. And the Bible says, better what is a dinner of herbs. When that your nanny goes home, in your house she's nanny. When she goes to her village, Elizabeth came. Hey, everybody's welcoming her like this. You don't do that for her in Abuja. And you think it's that condition she go chop. Even though she's sleeping on the floor. When she gets there, she's a special person. That's what happens. Every human being. So she says, a dinner of herbs where there is love. He says it's better. But you see, the scientific development thinks money is everything. I'm not against people relocating out of Nigeria. You know, maybe if I'm not a pastor, I may have. But many of you relocating out of Nigeria because of the issues 
Just know that the looks you get when you're in Nigeria, hmm? when you get abroad, you won't be getting it too. When you live outside of your country, make all the money. A friend was telling me that he was negotiating to buy something. Okay, no, that's different. This is another person. He wanted to buy something somewhere. And when they found out, when they saw his skin color, they said they're not selling. He can bring the money, but what? I don't want to deal with you. What am I saying? As we gather here, what God wants us to enjoy, if we miss it, we can't get it elsewhere. The church, the Christian family, is a blessed environment. It's a privileged environment. It's a controlled environment where beauty can be permanent if we get it right. Do you know that this is me now? On my part, this is my own assignment. Do you know that it will create an environment of love here where anybody who comes into church feels is loved in this environment? We will not beg people to come to church. We won't beg. That's why you go to the gym, the few people who go to the gym here. When you go to the gym, the instructors are so nice to you because they know they see people. Say, hey, big dude, you come in, your stomach is like this. Say, hey, powerful guy. They, they're saying it so that you will come back. I beg, you know, nah, I beg, come back tomorrow. <laughs> Don't come here and see all our muscles and feel threatened. So they make you feel welcome. And the unfortunate part now is that people who do evil cults and secret societies, they also create this environment. You know, even though theirs is not love per se, it's a pseudo love. Because it's a love that is not anything like a love. But what it does is that it makes people feel special. What am I saying? If you and I can commit to make everybody we meet in the Father's church feel special, you would have done more to filling up our seats. Because as powerful as truth is, truth in doctrine is, the Bible didn't say just declare truth. It says speaking the truth in what? In love. Have you seen people, you're telling them the truth, they still refuse to hear you. If you're married here, you'll be used to it. Any married person here, you're telling your husband the truth. You, you know this is good for him. And he knows it's good for him. But he refuses to listen. Why? Come and force me now. <laughs> Human beings, that's the, <laughs> that's the problem we have. So the Bible tells us, Speaking the truth, what? In love. So those are areas, you know, that we need to work. But cherish the environment. When love is there, I'm telling you, everything flows. Everything flows. Everything flows. And that's why God is saying you ought to love one another. He said it's a commandment. Because you know why? He he knows you'll enjoy it. He knows you'll be happy. How many of us have, have hated, I know there are not many of you, but you have had someone, I mean, recently now, quite frankly, I don't even know anybody I hate. Maybe, which direction is, uh, I don't hate anybody, but direction of that Asso Rock area. I'm not very happy with them, but uh, I don't hate them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, but I don't hate anybody. But you see, when you've had a problem with someone, you're amongst friends, seven of you. You're having a good time. And the brother just walks up. Please, sir, can you just walk up to me? You're just laughing and chatting and, you know, the brother you don't like. Let me use the word. The moment he comes in, what happens to you? The whole, the whole happiness disappears. 
Now, why should you give somebody such power over your life? And you know the unfortunate thing? This person doesn't know. When he comes in, he's happy. And you know what? The happier he is, the sadder you are. (laughs) He laughs loud like this. The thing pains you as if they put dagger. Why should you give that power to anybody? Why should you allow anybody to operate such power over you? These are the things. You know the word of God. God loves us. So every commandment that God commands us is for our good. But when we don't understand it, we've shared it here before. And I just used it, you know, retreated for emphasis. Many of us have teams that are our teams. You're a fan of which team? Let me uh, who asked now, mind you, which, which one is doing well now? Liverpool. Okay. Liverpool is, who is a fan of Liverpool here? So you're very happy Liverpool is winning. When Liverpool wins, what happens to your account? What happens to your husband's account? Any credit? Do they send you a text? Does the coach know you? Does, if you go to the embassy and say, I want to go and see Liverpool, they say, oh, they're expecting you. Would they say that? No. Let's ask another question. But when Liverpool loses, you're not happy. What is the connection? What is the connection? So she can derive happiness. Let me not use joy. Because of something that is happening in some stadium in the UK. That has no direct connection to them. Now, let me tell you what it is. I need a single sister. Quickly. One single sister. Come quickly. Yes, sister. Okay, if two come, it's okay. Two come. Okay, I'm trying to round up quickly, but I need you to get this. Okay, so they bring out the sisters now. And you're a single sister there. And they announce, marriage, marriage, marriage. These sisters are going to get married so, so tight. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And their brothers are coming. Where do they want brothers now? Malaysia from, you know, marry Malaysian. Their brothers are coming from the father's church. Hallelujah. And they are coming loaded. So they make that announcement now for these sisters. You're a single sister here. And your heart looks at them. Look at her hair. (laughs) We are in the same department. She doesn't attend. Now what has happened now is this. Their victory or their joy or their testimony has become pain to somebody. You know why? There is no love for her. But they call her out or they call them out. And you're seated there. And you say, wow. She's getting married. Hallelujah. And you're rejoicing. The same way she will rejoice when Liverpool wins. Has anything touched her? That is what love is about. It means that if I have enough love in this church, any new car that is bought, I will rejoice. They are getting married. I will rejoice. Baby dedication. I will rejoice. You know why? I love them. They are my Liverpool. If they win, I have what? Somebody gets a promotion. I will rejoice. Somebody gets healed. What will happen? I will rejoice. You know why? They are my brethren. I love them. I look at this brother, Abba. The boy has upgraded from baggy to skinny jeans. I will rejoice. (laughs) Those in choir know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I will rejoice. Praise the Lord. The sister moves from uh, Yaki. To which one? Brazilian hair. I will rejoice. You know why? She's my sister. She's my Liverpool. 
anything good that happens to her, I rejoice. Please, you can take your seat. That is what love does. Jump up on your feet. Love gives you the privilege of celebrating, of rejoicing non-stop, non-stop, non-stop. Something good that happens in your midst, you take it because they're your brothers and they're your sisters. That is what we're to do. Listen, brethren, these are the equipment that have been given to us on this journey. On this journey, whatever happens for my brother, the Bible expects me to get benefit from it. That's why Paul could be in prison, sirs, and write and say, Rejoice. Again, I rejoice. He was remembering. He was getting testimonies of the faith of the Galatians, of the giving of the Corinthians. He was rejoicing even though he himself was in chains. He was in chains. But his team was winning. His team was winning. This morning, Jesus is winning. Praise the Lord. Jesus is winning. It may not have come directly. For you, maybe this year, nothing good has happened. Brother, you can rejoice for the brother that something happened for. That is love. Choose him as your team. Let him be your Liverpool. That sister, the sister that got married. If you have nothing to rejoice, say, Father, I thank you for sister XYZ. I bless you. Thank you for your works in my midst. You know, I've, I've been abroad before and I've expected something by mail. When you're expecting something by mail and you see the mailman up the street, you don't get angry that he's stopping at a house. You know why? Because it's in your neighborhood. Somebody lift up your voice and just bless the Lord. Because Jehovah is in your neighborhood. It doesn't matter whether he has come to your house. God is a faithful God. He's a marvelous God. He's a good God. He's a reliable God. For what God has done in the life of my brother, for what is done in the life of my sister, I know that God is at work. I know that God is at work and I will rejoice. I lift up my head. I lift up my eyes. I lift up my eyes. I celebrate. I'm not waiting until it enters into my pocket. The same way the victory of Liverpool does not enter my pocket. But I rejoice over it. The same way because I'm a fan of Jesus. I'm a believer in Jesus. And we belong to one family. Brethren, this is family. We are family. These are my brothers and my sisters whatever good that is happening in their lives is happening in me and besides let me tell you if I can't even find something good in me then I can do something good for them because when I do something good for you something good is happening in my neighborhood already lift up your voice and just bless the Lord let's celebrate the goodness of the Lord let's tell him we love you let's tell him we obey you we will follow you we thank you we exalt you we appreciate you we cherish your faithfulness we thank you oh lord bless the lord from your heart father we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you okay we're going to sing that song okay and this time we're not going to sing it religiously let there be love shared amongst us we're going to sing it but before we sing it very important i need to make this point please you're standing let's just be in a in a in a very, you know, sensitive mode because it's very important. 
I'm always afraid, you know, when we discuss matters like this so that we capture it. We mentioned the cults and the secret societies and all kinds of places, the nightclubs and all places where there is pseudo love. You know, it's not love that is genuine because they're not love that are looking for your benefit. They're momentary loves. Love, very important point. We'll still do it on Wednesday, but very important. Love is not indulgence. Many of us parents, when we say we love our children, what we actually say is that we indulge them. It's a weakness. And children that have grown under parents that didn't indulge them, when they get older, love their parents more. Because at that season, they were not happy with them. Children that are indulged think they love their parents. I don't know if you saw the letter a boy wrote from, uh, uh, from the prison. He was going to be faced the de- death squad. And he was writing to the mother. And he was telling the mother, when I stole, you know, sugar and all of that, if you had beaten me well, when I, I came back with my uh, friend's um, notebook, if you had beaten me, you know, different things. If you had dealt, disciplined me as a mother, I would not graduate to being an arm robber. Now, love does not indulge. That indulgence is the weakness of man. It is man trying to purchase favor that God has not, you know, given in that dimension. What am I saying? The love of God does not indulge us. The same John 3, 16 says what? For God, let's quote it. For God what? That he what? That what? Believes in him should not perish. The world always remembers that verse for the love. But there is a warning. I don't want anybody who has come to church today to leave without taking note of that warning. I would like all eyes to be closed at this moment. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It means that whoever has not believed in him is perishing. You don't have to leave this church, this moment, this 15th day of December, without being assured that you are on the way to life, on the way to heaven. And what is that way? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You must come to him. You must surrender your life. You must call him to come into your life and save. If not, there is a perishing. There is a perishing. So somebody is in church today. We have talked about the love God has for you. But he said, if you don't, if you don't believe, which is receive. He said, you'll perish. But you don't need to. Grace of God is here. Anybody saying, preacher, I want to receive him today. I want to surrender my life to him today. You can raise your hand anywhere you are, please. So I can pray with you quickly. God bless you, my brother. Raise, raise, raise it, let me see. Raise it so I can see. God bless you. Okay, if you are raising it, just come and join me here quickly. Come. 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 If you, if you want him, come. 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 I, I can't see. I can't see. Come. Come. Let's pray together. It is to Jesus you're coming. It's to Jesus you're coming. Don't take the chance. Don't take the chance. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of salvation. 
Don't take that chance. Come, my brother, come. Any other person here? Any other person? Jesus. You are not sure. Don't take the chance. Matters of life are not what you, you, you say, well, I don't know. No, this is the moment. The Bible tells us today is the day of salvation. I want to ask you one more time before I pray for my precious brother. Are you here? And are you saying, Jesus, I want you in my heart. Come and be Lord. Come and be Savior. Father, I want to thank you for this precious son of yours. Can you say after me, Lord Jesus? I come to you today acknowledging that you are the son of God. You are the gift of God. When God loved me, he needed to send you to come into this world to die for my sins. I believe that for my sins, you died on the cross. And for my justification, you rose again on the third day. And you ever live to make intercessions for me. Jesus, come into my life. From today, I surrender to you. I am yours and you are mine. Write my name in your book of life. Delete my name from everywhere. The devil or even myself have put my name. From today, I receive the power to live this life as a child of God. Basking in your love. Enjoying your love. In the name of Jesus. I am your child. I am born again. Congratulations. God bless you my brother. You go with this brother. Okay. So let's take the song. Can we just hold our hands as we take that song? today 
let me share your love. For somebody, help me to receive your love. Somebody came to church. And there's someone that when you think of him, you lose your peace. Nobody's worth that. Ask the Lord grace to love that person. Ask the Lord grace to love that person. Whether he's a believer or not, to forgive, to let go. I told you, and God is my witness. I don't know, there is nobody I don't love. I love everybody. Yes, even the Asherah people, I love them. I pray for them. Because I know that if their eyes are open, they will do what I'm doing. I need you to ask the Lord, walk a miracle of love. Walk it in my heart. Let me live here light. Let me live here lifted. Let me live here free. Let me live here delivered. The spirit we received is the spirit of the son. Is the spirit of the father. God is love. Where, should, where do I have a hate from? It doesn't matter what they did to you. It doesn't matter what they did to us. Consider the Lord Jesus. Ask him, Lord, baptize me in your love. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your love. Now begin to ask even more specifically for the people that are close to you. Lord, help me to love them more. My husband, my wife, my colleagues, my neighbor. Lord, help me. Reach them through me. The person that I see my Christian brother, my fellow Christian in the Father's church, Lord, help me. Make me a channel of your love. I'm your child. Begin to thank him. Father, we thank you. Our God will bless you. We just worship you. Lord, I pray for your people. And the thing I pray for you this morning is better. Your life will be better. Even with nothing changing, I know by the Spirit that there will be more joy. There will be more life. You know why? There is more love. But that's not all. Where there is love, there is inspiration. There is a free flow. You can hear God. Direction will come. The blessings of God will flow. He said, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, for their word, God commanded the blessing. I command the blessing of God in the name of Jesus. I can't hear you, amen. <laughs> Don't let a few people take it. He said, there, there, the Lord did what? Commanded the blessing. And what was the blessing? He said, life. Lift up your hands and just receive the blessing. Father, we come as your church. I will say, because your love is established upon our hearts, Lord, we receive healings, O Lord, provisions, O Lord, deliverances, O Lord, conceptions, O Lord, marriages, O Lord. Everything, O Lord, is beautiful where your love is established. Thank you, our God. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. If you love the Lord and you love the brethren, can you shout a big hallelujah?
You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.